You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard here live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, Succession Strategies, Smart Business Magazine, Decision Toolbox, Vanguard University, and our newest sponsor, the Center Club in Costa Mesa. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, to make better and more informed business decisions. How do we do that, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. We interview thought leaders here entrepreneurs and business owners who have experiences that I believe you can learn from listening to. So our first guest today is Brenda Williams of Your Coaching Solution. Brenda, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Rick. I'm excited to be here. And we're excited to have you here. Brenda, let's start by asking you to give us a little bit of background for kind of your professional path to your own firm, Your Coaching Solution. Okay, I can do that. Well, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from California. I'm from Warwick, Rhode Island. But I've been here for 26 years, and I provided advertising and IT consulting services to companies throughout Southern California, starting with small businesses all the way to corporate America. And one thing I found is that they all had something in common. They had challenges finding and retaining good quality employees. So I helped them create engaged, enthusiastic teams and wake people up at the wheel. So is this a Rhode Island accent then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it here first on Critical Mass Radio Show. Brenda Williams, founder of her own firm, Your Coaching Solution, is our guest. So can you tell me a little bit more and tell our audience a little bit more about the inspiration for this career change? And then get into your business. What is it that Your Coaching Solution does? And how are you different than other firms in your space? Well, you know, I mentioned people falling asleep at the wheel. I have to admit, I was a part of that. In corporate America, I really started feeling like something was missing in my life. I wasn't feeling appreciated anymore. And the universe sends you funny things when you start feeling that way. I met a woman who went on a trip with me to Cancun, and she says, what's your purpose in life? And I don't know if you've ever been asked that, but that's a life-changing question. And I went on a journey of self-discovery, and I was on a mission to find my purpose. And I had to become more self-aware to do that. So as I went through my journey, I started sharing those experiences, encouraging and inspiring others, coaching and mentoring them to wake up, to start living and be passionate again. And that really led me to where I'm at today. People started saying, our conversations are so inspirational. You should be a coach. <laughs> and that, after I heard that over and over again, one day the light bulb finally went off and your coaching solution came about. Well, that's interesting. So how long ago was the trip? where you were asked the life-changing question. That trip was 12 years ago. Wow. And And since then, a lot has happened. Right. And you've been working on it and thinking about it. And so how did you finally get up the courage, if that's the right word, to leave corporate America to become an entrepreneur and and go out on your own? That takes a lot. Many people are afraid of that. You know, I did a lot of self-awareness work. I did seminars. I did, I say to people, I looked in the mirror and looked at the deep 
the dark, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you really learn who you truly are deep down inside. And you have to come up with courage and overcome the fear so that you can move forward. But my passion and my burning desire to help others go on the journey that I went on so they could start living happier and more successful lives really took over. And I realized if I really wanted to live life full out and know that when I went to my grave, I had really given it my all. I needed to branch out and do this. So I took my 26 years of experience in business, coaching, and mentoring, and I added to that by becoming a board-certified professional coach and a master practitioner of energy leadership. And I learned skills and tools and techniques and an assessment complete with a program around energy leadership that could help people grow and become more self-aware. And I like to say I help people build stronger relationships all the way from the boardroom to the bedroom. Ooh. Okay, well, that covers the that covers a large <laughs> spectrum, and uh, I th- I think uh, we have about five minutes left here for the first segment before our first commercial break, Brenda. You you mentioned a, a term, uh, energy leadership. Yes, uh, that that sounds like something's maybe differentiated in your coaching practice. I've not I've had other coaches on the show. Uh, you're the first that I can remember. We're going to talk now about energy leadership. So for our audience who may not be familiar with that form of coaching, what is that? Well, we all know that Einstein created uh, a thought process around energy. He said that the world and people are made up of energy. And our companies are made up of people that have thoughts, emotions, and attitudes that create energy in the organization. And what happens is you have catabolic energy and negative energy. And then you have anabolic, which is very positive energy. There's actually seven levels of energy. And I help companies become more aware of what type of energy is in their organizations so that they can get their people to the higher levels and create more effective leaders, more problem solvers. It's really around emotional intelligence. And their leaders become more influential. They learn how to really grow the organization to a more positive place. So there are seven levels of energy available within a company. What type of um, companies will, what type of company leaders do you find who will, first of all, accept that this energy is real, and then next step, try to do something about it to benefit from the positive energy that's available to them? Well, it's very simple to see that it's real because I have an assessment that their leaders can take. Okay. And it shows up on a report as to what their thought processes are like and how they show up in the organization. And you can usually tell by the types of leaders that they are. It comes out in meetings. It comes out in how often you have turnover, how often you have people leaving the company, what's your morale like. So it's truly... Um, very well seen in the organization. And it sounds like those, and we have about three minutes here, that sounds like those are the symptoms. So the things that we can see that manifest themselves, turnover, whatever else, those are symptoms. The, The real issue is something deeper than that. So you really have to go deeper to solve it, not looking at why so many people leave in the organization, but you have to ask, it sounds like you have to ask yourself, deeper questions and look in other directions to figure out how to solve that from happening in your company. Absolutely. Companies lose billions of dollars each year from unproductive teams of people. You have to understand who's on the team and what's happening within the team. And the leaders can really carry the negative or the positive energy throughout an organization. So with the assessment, the energy leadership assessment, you get a real true benchmark as to what's happening in your company. And when people take that, does it then have a prescription for, and do you as the coach help them to uh, implement that? Or 
are there variable ways, various ways that you can attach that and attack the uh, issues that the that it tells you? In other words, does it give you a prescription? Okay, now that you, you scored this way, so this is what you should do, or is there more of a consultative work that you need to do with them to help them design? the steps to remediate the problem. They actually get a report, and out of that they get a debrief, which gives them a very strong sense of awareness as to how they're showing up and how others perceive them in the company. And then I follow through with a few different approaches. We can do an ongoing coaching program and educate them and help them learn new skills and new techniques so they can be more effective leaders, or we can do lunch and learns inside organizations and work with groups of people. There's a few different approaches we can take to educate Educate them on what they can do to be more effective leaders and to have more anabolic positive energy. It seems to me that these kind of um, challenges and opportunities aren't solved with a one engagement kind of one couple hour meeting. You know, for me, that sounds like to fix this, you really need to be there with them for a while to help move them along in a positive direction. Is that is that a fair statement? That's very fair. You can't okay. change your old bad habits in a day. Right, and even if you do in a day, you're going to. My experience is you start sliding back if you if you really haven't made it the part of your culture and your behavior patterns. Correct. Oh, okay. Absolutely. We're going to take Brenda Williams. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you to this question. Your firm helps coaching businesses. You help coach businesses to create better corporate culture. If you could discuss an example of how you would create a plan for a workplace engagement for a client's company, I think that would be very instructional based on what we talked about here in the first segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, Brenda Williams, who is the founder of her own firm, Your Coaching Solution, will be back to address that comment and a few other questions that we have for her today here on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsors. talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader, tutor, or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. 
Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 10,000 shows over the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and ever-increasing support. All of our shows can be heard live on the Internet radio station, octalkradio.net, or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other business-oriented podcasting sites. All right, let's return to our guest here, and the first guest is Brenda Williams. She has her own firm. She's an entrepreneur. Her firm is Your Coaching Solution. And before the break, I was going to ask you to share a little bit with how you help create a better corporate culture. If you could maybe give us an example of how you would create a plan for workplace connection and engagement for our client's company, I think that would be very instructional for the CEOs and business owners who are listening to the show today. Great. Well, let me share some information on that one. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, you have to understand the culture you're working with first. You really have to come out of the ivory tower and get down to the nitty-gritty. What's happening on the ground floor with the people? Are they excited and enthusiastic to show up at work? Are they engaged? Are they really giving 200%? Statistics show that 71% of the workforce is disengaged and unhappy and stressed out. And that's due to a variety of things that are happening in the world, with the ever-changing needs in companies, cutting background employees, teams shrinking, and we need to get more done in less time. So people really need to know that they're appreciated. They need to know that they have a future in your company. So it's how are you treating your people? It's getting down to the nitty-gritty and getting a pulse on what's happening behind the curtains in our organization. It's been my experience, and I say this to the top executives that I work with that are in my CEO peer groups, um, in my in my experience, they may know the least about how things actually get done in their business because when the boss walks, when the business owner walks around, people vibrate just slightly differently than they normally would when that when she or he is not walking through the hall. So your early and first observation of understand really how the business gets done, that sounds simple to CEOs that you're listening to this radio show right now, but take it from me, Rick Franzi, your host here on Critical Mass Radio Show, you may not have an accurate impression of what's really getting done, how the business really gets done in your business. That is true. Some of you have seen the show, The Hidden Boss. Mm -hmm. It's pretty hysterical to see what's happening. So it's really, you have to start with the leadership team. You have to get an understanding as to how are they showing up at the meetings and how are they inspiring and influencing the employees. And that's where the energy leadership assessment can really make a difference. When you understand where they're coming from, you get a feel for what's happening down in the trenches. Excellent. So what else would you do to help a company implement and work on a plan that's going to make substantive change to the culture over time? Well, I would really start there with the leadership team. Okay. And you would start with an assessment, and then you'd start educating. They need to be more aware. A lot of people don't know what they don't know. They've been this way for so long. You know, we have different levels of energy. At a level one, a manager shows up into a meeting, and he's like, secretly speaking, uh, why did we get this project? The ridiculous timeline, we're never going to meet it. The budget is off the charts. Have you ever heard things like that? Yes. Behind the scenes? Yes. Well, that's a level one negative victim mentality, and they are not inspiring and engaging the teams of people. They really drain the organization, and sometimes they paralyze the company from moving forward. Hmm. So take that up a notch. Then you have the level two energy. That's the angry employee. I (laughs) love And they show up in meetings openly controlling the meeting, the controller. Everything's their way or the highway. They know how to do it right. Mm -hmm. And they squash the new ideas and the creativity in an organization. 
They are very much pulling away from what you could do, what the people could bring as far as their, their new ideas, their, their innovation. Hmm. And then you move up to level five, which is my favorite level of energy. And these are the people that are always looking for the win-win opportunity. Okay. They're looking for the solutions. They're always excited about the project and what they can deliver. And we're going to find a way to make this happen. And that's when you get into the anabolic levels of energy that help companies grow and move forward. And those are the types of people I like to help develop inside an organization. Well, they're inspiring, too, just the way you phrase them. And I picture someone who, if you're on their team, you're really probably giving your best effort because of how they're positioning themselves and how they're controlling the environment that they're responsible for. Excellent. Very true. Anything else? That's pretty much where we get started, is helping them be aware of how they're showing up right. and then educate them around different viewpoints and perspectives and how they can be more influential, how they can start looking at things differently. You know, you've heard of look at the glass half full right. or half empty. Yes. It really comes down to that. But we take it to the next level, looking at new perceptions, new viewpoints, helping people understand why do they act that way? What are those thoughts behind it? So that they can make a conscious choice to shift and become more effective leaders. So in your professional coaching experience, do you find that when people are made aware of how they're being perceived, that more times than not, they're willing to, to start the journey to change or are they reluctant to change? What's your experience in coaching executives? <laughs> well, you're always going to find one or two that might be reluctant, but many people really want to be very valuable in an organization. Right. I agree. They want to be successful and they want to be happy. Right. And this shows them how to relieve themselves of stress and negative emotions and negative thoughts that bring them down and drain them in their lives. They take this all the way into their families with their wives and their children. Because you don't leave who you are at home, you take it with you to work. That's right. So when they learn that they can start living happier, more successful lives, they start opening their eyes to who they are and what they can do to shift their beliefs and their thoughts to be more effective in the world and and to be more happier yeah and it seems like those are the kind of people you'd want to be around every day anyway it'd be nice to go to a workplace where people are what you just said so let me shift gears here with the time that i have left with you here and i'm speaking with brenda williams she's entrepreneur behind her own coaching coaching firm your coaching solution um you want to help your clients outperform outsell and outlast the competition what's the meaning behind that well, that's what all companies want. They want to be productive, and they want their revenues to be high. And you always have to be looking at what's happening out in the marketplace. What can I do to be different and unique? How can I keep my clients happy and engaged? How can I reduce turnover so I keep my knowledge in-house? And all of that boils down to having a happier workplace. So those are, is that a tagline for you, or outperform, outsell, and outlast the competition? Is that your battle cry in, in your coaching <laughs> engagements? Or? Well, it goes hand-in-hand hand hand with my tagline, which is be more, do more, and have more. Okay, there you go. I knew there was a marketing message in there somewhere. <laughs> Let's shift gears again, uh, Brenda, and tell us a little bit about a current challenge that's facing the firm and what you're doing about it. Well, I have the same challenge everybody else has, finding good people. Mm -hmm. And how do you know through a one-hour interview if they're really the right person to hire? Some people have been trained really well to do a great job on an interview. Yes. So I've taken it to the next level, and I give them the energy leadership assessment before I hire them. I make sure I know how they're showing up because they can't trick 
the energy leadership assessment. It's an intelligence and very in-depth line of questioning. And you really discover who people are. And you can also create a team of people that complement each other Mm. from their different levels of energy. Because there's advantages and disadvantages to every level. Okay. So you actually want some diversity then. It sounds like in the energy levels within reason, yes. and you can use the tool to help you figure out where you need to add different levels of energy. Absolutely. To your okay. Interesting diagnostic. Huh? You know, I, I like diagnostics. I think you can never learn too much about yourself and about others, and it really helps in communications when you go through these plans and and realize you have many things in common and where you're different. There are good reasons for it beyond just arbitrary whims and people's behavior. All right. Um, what's the future hold uh, for your coaching solution? You're a, you're a Newly minted entrepreneur, you're building a successful business practice, you're scaling and growing by adding people. What's the future hold for you and your business? Well, the future for me is to spread the word and to help people become more consciously aware, to help companies appreciate their employees and find new ways to build more engaged and enthusiastic teams. I find the world will be a better place if people are happier at home and at work. And the way to do that is by building stronger relationships and being able to communicate effectively. It's a big specialty of mine because it goes hand in hand, like I said, all the way from the boardroom to the bedroom. So my goal is to Find more companies that want to have consciously aware employees and help them to grow their organization and help them through a variety of ways, doing lunch and learns, doing seminars, workshops, customized programs, whatever it might be to your specific need in your company or even as you as an individual, Mm -hmm. helping you grow and find new ways to be more effective in your life. It's interesting because I um, last week I heard about a career builder study that said um, 21% of the people that they surveyed across the country uh, reported that they were going to look for a new job in 2014, and that was the highest number that it has been since the Great Recession. Right? People are finally getting confident that it's a, it's time to leave, and and then they asked those people that were staying, the 79% that said they weren't leaving, you know, what are the common why? And the the most common answer that they were getting is that they had a friend, they liked the people that they worked with. So it sounds like to me your energy leadership and working with people can help build a culture that is actually sticky, where you like the people, you enjoy them, they're in good moods. It just makes more sense that you would have lower attrition if it was a better place to work because people were vibrating in a more positive way. You're absolutely right, Rick. That's what this is all about, having happier employees that give 200%. Just because they're sitting in those seats doesn't mean they're working. Right, and people have so much. It amazes me that they can lead their little league teams they can run a boy scout troop they can lead a brownies group they can coach a basketball team they have all these skills outside of work and unfortunately all too often many companies when you get to work just do the job don't think beyond the job and what a killer of people's motivation and engagement that can be if if you don't let them bring them full self to the job very true and part of my program helps the leaders at the top learn how to make a happier workforce to get them to want to come to work right so they're excited to be there and right. they're giving it their all and i teach them how they can build that type of environment oh that's powerful so if someone would like to learn more about brenda williams and your firm your coaching solution how do they find you and your firm online Well, there's two ways. They can call me at 714-283-1186, or they can go directly to my website to learn more and contact me directly at yourcoachingsolution.com. 
com. Give me your phone number one more time, please. 714-283-1186. Well, Brenda, this has been a kick in the pants. I've enjoyed talking with you about your coaching profession. You're a bundle of positive energy, and I knew this would be fun. Thank you for sharing a little bit about what you know and how you're helping businesses here in Orange County and Southern California. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to our community. Thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed it tremendously. You did a great job. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when I come back, Patrick McClure, founder of Connexia Group, will be our second guest on the radio program after these commercial words. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio program may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. We deliver over 20,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions a month. If you'd like to learn more, contact our advertising department at... 949-887-4104. All of our shows can be found on our website, which is criticalmass4.com. 
www.bizinessbusinessbusiness.com. Okay, as promised, our second guest is here, Patrick McClure, who is the founder of his own firm, Connexia Group, is sitting in the chair. Patrick, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Rick. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's start by asking you to share a little bit about your professional background that sort of predates you starting Connexia Group. Well, it started years and years and years and years and years ago. (laughs) Now, I've got about 25 years of experience in corporate America. I worked for all of the three-letter companies like IBM, DAC, Digital Equipment, EDS, MCI. Uh, So got about 25 years of experience before I decided to hang up my shingle and start my own consulting firm about 10 years ago. And why did you do that? I did that because I wanted the personal growth. After 25 years in corporate America, I'd really learned from the masters. Right. And it was time to pass it along, time to start my own company and branch out. And so I was really excited to just launch and uh, and take some great lessons uh, that I've learned and take that into uh, smaller businesses. How did you come up with the name for your firm? Ah, I ran into a lady in one of my consulting groups that was an expert in branding. So she needed help with sales, and I needed help with branding, so we traded services. And she sat down and asked me an amazing number of strange questions about myself and my personality. And from that, she deduced uh, about six different names. Okay. And I sat down, and she flipped the names in front of me, and the one that really stuck was Connexia. Okay. And the reason I chose that is because everything I do has to do with connecting. Okay. When I train speakers, I train them to connect with their audience. When I train salespeople, I train them how to connect with their target market and express a value proposition that really has an impact. Mm-hmm. And when I coach and consult, it's the same thing. It's all about connecting. So let's talk about Connexia Group then, and the the products and services that you offer the community, and sort of why do companies and your clients pick you over other service providers who might be able to offer similar services? Good question. The reason why companies pick me is because I am able to actually diagnose what their problem is. And not only that, I deliver customized solutions to fix their problems. So I think, did I answer that question correctly? Well, I, you started to. You're not going to get that. That's a, that's good opening. <laughs> what problems are you diagnosing and helping them solve then? Oh, in sales and marketing. Okay. Uh, my my specialty is is I've, I've sold uh, and managed salespeople my entire professional career. So what I really get excited about and passionate about is taking a look at where is the dysfunctionality in their sales and marketing organization. And I've developed a number of diagnostic tools and scorecards and ways to analyze the processes and performance. And most people take a look at a sales organization, and it's just kind of a blur. They just know, well, I'm not getting the results I want, and so my solution is to yell at the salespeople or fire them all and hire some more. And what I do is I go in and I analyze what's actually happening and figuring out where the why is, what are the problems, and what needs to be done to fix them. And interestingly enough, I am never told the real reason why sales are down or sales are up by the people that bring me in. Mm. Uh, is that it, because they don't know? They don't know. Okay. If they knew, they probably would have fixed it already. Okay. So uh, I, I come in, and, and it's generally, well, we think the problem is over here. Right. And so I start with that as an assumption, and then I dig down and I find out what the real problem is underneath all of that. Interesting, because... Uh, the audience that listens to this show are CEOs, business owners of $100 million companies and smaller with a, a focus on 2 to $30 million uh, companies. I don't know how that maps against the work that you do working with your clients. You're used to speaking with that audience, though, right? Yeah, that's pretty much my target. I, uh, the, 
the smallest companies, uh, coaching companies, are between five to ten million, and I take them all the way up to about a hundred million. Okay. So, so you you know how to talk. My experience is with those size companies, unless the CEO is from a sales and marketing background, they're on. Un- somewhat uncomfortable in trying to manage, quote-unquote, a sales organization because it feels so different. I mean, it starts with so much of the processes and activities of a sales force happen outside of your four walls, mm-hmm. which for a CEO, when almost everything else happens inside the walls, that's that begins a whole different paradigm. They're sort of out of their element because so much of it involves this third party called a prospect or a customer, which isn't within your processes and control. So I can see how many times, unless CEOs have come up through the sales and marketing organization, they, they inherit inherit a group that they really are uncomfortable not necessarily being around, but understanding how to motivate and get the results that the company critically needs to get out of that organization. I don't know if that maps with your coaching and consulting experience or not. That's pretty very very much close to it. Uh, I typically run into CEOs that know a lot about business, know a lot about their industry, know and they've been successful in building it, but they have sales a sales organization. Oftentimes, unless they came up through that, they really don't know they really don't know what to do to fix it. And I'm often called in by the board of directors or or the president or the CEO, and they say, there's trouble in River City, but we don't know where it is. Pat, could you help us out? Okay. And so I go in and I diagnose it, and I come back with findings and recommendations. I said, well, I've interviewed and researched and whatever and spent you know a certain amount of time on this, and this is what my findings are, and this is what I recommend. That's why companies pay for me to come in. Sorry, and it can get confusing, especially if uh, if the company uses a, say, rep model in addition to a direct sales force or distribution or value-added resellers or value-added distributors. There's a lot of different ways to go to the market that you really have move one or two steps away from the customer, and then it's even harder, I would think, to help mm-hmm. those companies to really diagnose the problem because you've got all this channel conversation going on trying to figure out, okay, what is, what is really the right solution to the problem? So it can get very confusing very quickly, and having someone with experience seeing many different versions of it, but you're probably like me in my consulting work. A lot of times there are some repetitive patterns that you begin to understand that you know companies may be unique and different, but there's some common things that can be worked on across different industries, different size companies, and that's one of the immediate benefits they get, I think, from engaging a professional like you. You kind of you have that Rolodex of experience. Sure. What I often find is that companies don't understand that this one size does not fit all. There are so many different types of sales. There's direct sales, there's indirect sales, there's VARs, there's uh, resellers, there's integrity selling, there's solution selling, there's value-based selling, there's strategic selling, there's solution, uh, on and on and on. And fortunately or unfortunately, I've been trained on all of them. (laughs) And and so I have the ability to say, okay, given this product in this marketplace, What's the best sales process Excellent. and best? what's the best model? Right. Because you can't apply retail sales to consulting sales. It doesn't work. Right. And so one of my values is kind of analyzing what works in this marketplace to this target market. You know, I know that you, and we've talked a lot about the work that you do helping companies with sales, but I also know that you, you work on and you help companies with their leadership skills, with their presentation skills, mm-hmm. with their networking skills. And I wonder if you might be able to share why those are all important beyond the point solution of solving maybe a sales problem that a CEO has. Right, when you expand it out, the salespeople are really dependent upon, I mean, everybody in a company faces the customer. So everybody in the company has to have a certain level of communication skills. They need to be able to connect with their audience. On the CEO level, 
they're frequently called in like this uh, on radio interviews or they do interviews. And so they have to be able to articulate the values and the branding for the company. The salespeople have to do the same thing. The customer service people have to do the same thing. So everybody has to have kind of like the same brand and the same – they have to stay on message. Right. Otherwise, you confuse the heck out of the marketplace. Right. And, that, and I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, that, that is another thing that I've observed both as a pr- practitioner in sales and then watching companies. You can train three different salespeople on the marketing message and the features and benefits and how to sell the product. And then you get those three people out in the field. And it's almost like they didn't even go to the training. Yeah. What training did they go to? <laughs> right. And, and that can be very challenging because you spend all that money to get them ready and then they don't use it or don't adopt it. The You know, they, they part of it is their own creativity. And that's got to be being able to be comfortable traveling with people, hearing what they say, and then finding a way to help them to move towards the maybe the most uh, appropriate way to phrase the benefits and features of a product, right? Right. Okay. When I when I work with the salespeople, it's interesting. I, I can put people through a two-day or a three-day or four-day class, and then I send them out, and I come back a week later, and I watch what they do. And I go out on calls with them. I listen to them on the phone. And I go out with them in front of the customers. And just to your point, it's like, what class did you sit through? <laughs> and it's it's interesting because you're dealing with changing people's behavior patterns. And if they've done it for 20 years this way, you're going to have an awful hard a time having them change right off the bat. Right. They have to see the benefit in doing it. And right. so I'm a firm believer that you need to do not only the training, but you also have to do ongoing coaching in order that people can see the value of doing something differently. Do you find sales role plays to be effective in your coaching and consulting practice? Do, do you ask CEOs or the sales organization to role play before they get out and do it live? Or what's your what's your philosophy on that, Patrick? They practice in, in a classroom in role plays, uh-huh. and that's useful so that they can see what they're supposed to do. But there's no role play like the real world. Right. You you take them out in the real world. I'll give you an example. I, I One of the things I'm a real stickler on is asking a question, shut up, and listen. I actually train salespeople to shut up because if, if not, they're just going to show up and they're going to keep talking and talking and talking about their product and whatever. And you have to train people to listen, shut up and listen. So I'll go out on a call and you know, all we've done is we've trained people for several hours on shut up and listen, ask this question, be quiet and listen, and I'll go out on a call, and all they do is talk, 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 talk. <laughs> and after the call, they'll say, well, how do you think I did? And I'll say, well, I don't know. You talked all the time. They go, I didn't talk all the time. It's something that people don't even realize they do, which is not listening. They don't, they don't realize they do that unless somebody else is watching them not doing it. Right. <laughs> and in, in the sales in a sales capacity, too, not talking is important, and listening is important, right? It, it, listening isn't waiting for the next turn to talk, right? right? It's not passing the time in your head until they shut up and you can say something yeah. else. Yeah. It is really listening to the because you're going to learn a lot more from the prospect by having them explain. And sometimes that uncomfortable silence works to a salesperson's advantage mm-hmm. because at, some, at times it makes them seem thoughtful which is a rep that many sales organizations don't have, right? We're not known, the selling profession isn't known for being thoughtful necessarily. And I think 
I think first hole selling is a noble profession. Without a sales organization or sales, nobody has a job, right? I mean, right. You, somebody's got to get that thing moving. And um, the fact that you're helping small and mid-market, middle-market companies improve their sales efficiency is critically important as the market is and the economy appears to be coming back. We're going to take our third commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Patrick McClure, who is our guest today from Connexia Group. We're talking all things sales and presentation, leadership, networking skills. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to take us through the process of how you identify a business issue and how you create solutions. What, in your words, are the gap analysis? Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be a great conversation with Patrick after these words from our commercial sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You have downloaded over 10,000 shows over the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued support. All of our shows can be heard live here on octalkradio.net, broadcasting from the -the state-of-the-art facilities at Tech Space in Costa Mesa, California, or they're rebroadcast anytime as a podcast from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, let's return to our second guest, Patrick McClure, a published author, a consultant, a person that helps companies with sales, improving sales, presentation skills, networking skills, and as well as leadership. So let's talk about this concept of a gap analysis. Can you kind of define the term and then sort of explain how you use it in your practice? Sure. A gap analysis is a consulting vehicle where 
there's three stages to it. One is to analyze where a company is at. And when I do a gap analysis, I, I evaluate about, oh, 15 different factors of exactly where their sales and marketing organization is right now. And then I evaluate where they want to be on, those, on that axis. And then I find out where the gaps are. So if they're at 10 million right now and they want to be to 20 million, they're going to have to double in size. And so where are the gaps in not only where they're at now, but where they want to go? I, I was, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was thinking sometimes, and tell me from your experience because you do this, that, that might be a threatening report to somebody within the organization. Mm-hmm. What I normally do is I, the CEO or the board invites me in, and I do a gap analysis. And the gap analysis, by the way, takes me 30 to 40 hours, and I interview multiple people inside the organization, outside the organization, partners, competitors, because I really want to understand the value proposition in their target market and where the gaps are in all of that. So I come back, and I normally present it to whoever hired me. I present the report to them confidentially. Okay. Okay? And typically part of what I do is after we've scrubbed it and we've, we've gotten to exactly what we want to present to the public, then I present it to the board of directors or the sales organization or sales leadership. Because what we're talking about is a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, uh, uh, objectives, tactics, uh, and and uh, I missed one. Anyway, like a SWOT analysis, the target market, where their problems are, where their growth potential is, where their opportunities are, what their strategic positioning should be. And I present that to the sales organization and make sure that we have consensus and after I've done that, normally I come back with my recommendations. What, what should we do? And I've got several success stories on what was recommended and what happened and, and, uh-huh. and that sort of thing. So all gaps are not created equal, right? And I would think there have to be some higher impact gaps if we close this gap. And as I'm saying that, then I'm also thinking there's probably some dependencies, right? This gap, to fix this gap, you have to start on that gap. These things are interrelated, too. So really part of, part of not only diagnosing the gaps, but it's probably also helping the company to place the bets on, okay, where do we go first to really solve this in the most effective and efficient way possible? Exactly. Once I've got the gaps anal- analyzed, then I review them with management, and I say, okay, here they are, right, and here's what I recommend. And, for instance, I had uh, at one company that's down in Temecula, they manufacture and distribute uh, – products in the in the uh in the uh hardware industry they sell to costco and whatever Mm. and so they have distributors all over the world and so they asked me to come in and analyze where their problems were because they wanted to double in size and i found the industry the construction industry had tubed and they were having difficulty selling except we found three or four different areas of the country that had explosive growth and so what we what we came up with was a plan to redeploy their sales resources into high areas of high growth, including Canada, hmm. which had not experienced the recession that we were going through. Right. And sales took off like a rocket. So what we did in that case is we deployed their selling resources where the buyers were. And they had not been deployed correctly. Sounds so simple. Yeah. But Sometimes you it have takes to f- analyze the information to find it. And a fresh set of eyes who unbiased, right? Exactly. With experience that, okay. Do you ever meet... 
with resistance when you present the gaps? I'm also thinking then human nature. I'm the CEO. You present the gaps to me, and I go, well, that's not Patrick. That's not you know. We get defensive. Do you ever have that? Do you ever have to work through that emotion when you present the gaps, or do people just roll over and go, oh yes, you're obviously right. Yes. Well, when I with the CEO, oftentimes it's it's a revelation. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know this. Oftentimes when I present to the sales force, about oh, 30 or 40% of the recommendations came from what I learned from the sales force. So it's kind of like, well, you're just regurgitating what we already told you. <laughs> and, and, but that's the point. Top executives don't listen to the recommendations that come up from below. And one of the benefits I have as a consultant, and all consultants have the same thing, we show up, we analyze everything, we come back with our findings and recommendations, and the CEO thinks we're brilliant. Well, half the ideas came from the troops. Right. They just weren't being listened to before. Right. And that's part of your value, right? Part of my value. Right. You you give a different messenger to the voice that's received differently. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on. I, I guess I'd like to ask you your guiding principle. What I mean by that, Patrick, is, you know, through all the things that you've learned in business, have you developed kind of an overarching belief system or a way that you approach leading and growing Connexia Group? We here at the radio show call it your guiding principle. Do you have something that you can share with our audience? Hmm. That's a very good question. Uh, if I had to say, I my guiding principle is I believe that people are capable of a lot more than they're currently exhibiting. And I have a lot of trust in people. And I believe that if people learn how to do things better, they will do them. Hmm. And I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm a strong believer in increasing productivity and in increasing uh, ability. And I see very much my role as coaching and training people to fulfill their potential. Wow. And I think people have an unbelievable potential that they're not tapping into. Right. We kind of talked about that earlier on the show, and, and I definitely agree with you. I think people have much more talent than we allow them to use at work sometimes. You know, you're a public speaker. I know you host seminars and workshops. Can you talk about your role in the community as a public speaker and your seminars and workshops? Yes. I I donate my time to a lot of organizations, and I speak publicly. And, and my top topics uh, recently have been presentation skills to executives. So... Uh, I talk a lot with executives on how to use the executive platform to uh, communicate better. I talk with salespeople on how to find more opportunities. One of the big issues right now is how do people get through the clutter? How do you differentiate yourself and your message and get appointments? Right. Because it, it's getting harder and harder. I mean, with the uh, everybody has voicemail and they have defense systems, and everybody has email and they have defense systems, and so it's like, how do you get appointments with critical people, important people? That's one of the hardest issues right now, and I'm speaking a lot on that topic. Okay, so people can find you here in the Orange County, Southern California community giving talks. Maybe they can attend one. It's open to the public or find an association right. that's sponsoring you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if someone wants to learn more about Patrick McClure and Connexia Group, how do they find you online, Patrick? My website is www.connexiagroup.com. So it's www.connexiagroup.com. How do you spell that? Uh, C-O-N-N-E-X-I-A. Okay. G-R-O-U-P.com. And uh, you can also uh, Google me. Mm-hmm. How do you spell uh, your last name? Uh, McClure, M-C-C-L-U-R-E. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a... Uh, there's just so many different ways to connect with me. You know, I have just a minute left with you, and I'd okay. be remiss if we didn't at least talk about you as an author. So if you could help the audience to understand 
the books you've written, the book you're working on. Just give a sense for the kind of content you put down in the written word. Okay. My first book, uh, which is about five years ago, called uh, Precision Selling, 21 Winning Strategies to Achieve Peak Performance. Then my second book was Find Lost Revenue. And my third book was a networking book. And I'm working on my fourth book now, which is called uh, Working Title, Invisible Selling. Okay, we'll have to have you back when you're getting closer to having that published or released because I'd like to I'd like to understand what you. It's an interesting title, Invisible Selling, and so we're going to do we're going to leave them with a hook, a cliffhanger here on the radio Sounds show. Sounds good to me. And the next time Patrick McClure comes back, we're going to be talking about his just released book, Invisible Selling. And if people were interested in finding your books, I'm sure it's all available on your website. Yes. Also, my books are available on Amazon. There you go, as always. All right, Patrick McClure, you've been a friend for a long time. I'm so excited to have you here on the program. Thank you for being a friend of the program and a part of our business community. Great. Thanks for having me, Rick. It's our pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our social media manager is... Asia Celestino, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or want to refer a future guest or advertise, please visit our website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.